Hi, I'm Kimberly Hayes-Day-Moga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to the first season of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We are a dynamic duo bringing you insight and knowledge into the ever-evolving world of grants, development, and fundraising. Full disclosure, we are Southern. Yes, we are. You may hear y'all. <laughs> y'all. For example, it happens. Hey, this season is brought to you by our generous sponsor, Grant Writing USA. Grant Writing USA delivers training programs across America that dramatically enhance performance in the areas of grant writing, grants management, and grant maker research. They have coached, trained, and consulted for nearly 15,000 top-ranked organizations and more than 25,000 individual achievers from every imaginable domain. Leaders of government, philanthropists, academics, outstanding nonprofit managers, top performing staffers, everyday heroes. Full disclosure, when we're not entertaining you, fingers crossed, with our podcasting adventures, we are trainers for Grant Writing USA. At the end of this episode and throughout season one, we will be sure to let you know about upcoming offers at Grant Writing USA just for our listeners of Fundraising Heyday. So today's episode is all about professional development, the many ways you can continue to learn and grow in the grant and fundraising field. So Amanda and I are both big believers in professional development and participate in as many kinds of development areas in, in ways that make sense for us. And believe it or not, we're very different people. Remember the yin and yang we got mm-hmm. going on here. So. so Amanda and I have both been doing this for, for many years now. And I guess the point that I wanted to get to first to let you know is just help answer the question of why anyone should continue professional development once you have experience writing grants or raising money or bringing in your first successful special event, you know, over your fundraising goal. And I think there are a couple of, well, there are actually three key areas that I want to hold up as to why I still do it and why uh, I know Amanda does that too, is you really want to keep up with what's going on in the field, the best, the best practices in, in whatever it is. And unless you are somehow able to just receive that information by osmosis. If so, uh, we want to hear from you. Oh, yes. We'd like for you to be a guest on Fundraising Heyday. I think that there needs to be some avenues for you to find out what's going on. And again, we'll discuss their different avenues and different ways that make sense and different mechanisms at different times that can help you in your professional development. It's just a great way to stay fresh in best management practices and also to just stay fresh in your outlook because there's a certain level of experience that is a beautiful thing. But if that experience is not tempered by new knowledge or reaching Mm -hmm. out and finding different ways, even if you don't always agree with them, if just seeing what's out there, I feel like you can get stale as a professional. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I remember when I made the switch from being a full-time grant professional at a local government to working as a consultant for Grant Writing USA. I originally started just doing some trainings for them. And it was very easy to do because I had literally just walked away from being fully immersed in grant writing and management. <laughs> but after a couple of months, I was like, you know my information is going to become stale Mm -hmm. rather quickly. And so that's when I started kind of the consulting side of making sure I'm still doing writing and research so I know what the heck I'm talking about. And so same thing, it's just doing is one way, but also learning from the, and not even just the masters, but Mm -hmm. like learning from people who are just doing different things in a different way in your field. Absolutely. Which is a brilliant segue into the next point, which is that you're never too old to learn something new. Yeah. Even if you think you are, Mm -hmm. um, that means you especially need to learn something new. 
Absolutely. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. If you're like, oh, I know it all, mm, you've just told me you don't. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And again, going back to the teaching, you know, a lot of the times, especially for Grant Writing USA, if you've never heard of that company, it is definitely a fabulous intro two day class. And so, a lot of times when Kimberly and I are teaching, we've got people that aren't necessarily, hey, I'm a grant professional. Right. At least they're not thinking that because they're police officers, they're firefighters, they're teachers, they're They've nonprofit. They started a nonprofit. Ca- yeah. Yes, nonprofit catch all. And so, you know, even those folks, I learn something new from mm-hmm. grant newbies mm-hmm. every time I teach a class, whether it's a new data point, a new research site, a new way to save, you know, to use a Word document, you know, so it, it's awesome. And in my most recent class, I actually picked up a tip to investigate a new prospect research search engine nice. that we will be talking about in a future podcast. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, never too old to learn something new, no matter how long you've been working. And of course, that doesn't just apply to grants. I mean, everything in life. It's just life, y'all. It is. We're like life coaches. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Today's words of wisdom. I do have a psychology degree. Not that I've ever used it. Are you analyzing me right now? Every moment. Every moment of every time we spend together. Yes. Okay. I'm loving it. Let's talk about our stories and how we prefer to learn. Because um, like Kimberly said, there's so many ways out there. and There's no right or wrong way. You need to pick Mm -hmm. what suits your personality and your learning style best. So for me, because I am such a people person, my number one choice, I know, shocker, shocker. (laughs) my number one choice is I want to go where the people are. And so going to conferences, going to workshops, going to meetings where there's going to be other grant professionals, because not only am I learning from whoever is leading that meeting, but I'm sitting with all of my peers, my grant peeps. And so I like to be able to get their contact information and talk to them and, hey, let's go to lunch. Because sometimes, let me tell you, after a workshop, the best learning I get is at lunch afterwards where we just talk about, hey, what's the hard part about your job? What do you love? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. So for me, I'm definitely much more hands-on with my preferred learning style. And what should come as a big surprise to no one, I'm a little different than Amanda <laughs> when it comes to learning styles. I, too, enjoy attending professional conferences, but I'm going to take a quick sidebar. And this is actually, she knows where this is going. I think this could be a topic for a future podcast is, you know, introverts and extroverts and how we work together and how it's beautiful that to have different kinds of people. I will go to conferences and I'm there to learn and I'll go and I sometimes need to step away. As we talked about in the How Do You Write on Stephen King's Mm -hmm. On Writing podcast, Amanda likes music in the background. I'm like, I need y'all to be quiet. I got stuff to do. (laughs) If I'm going to listen to music, it's going to be my music. I don't, you know... So when I go to conferences, in fact, for many, many years, uh, we've all we've gone to the same conference, uh, the Grant Professionals Association, and we'll tell you about it. It's a membership organization, which is a great way for you to, for you to yes. enhance your professional development. And for years, I would go, and because I need to recharge at the end of a day when I've had lots of information, lots of stimulus, lots of people, I kind of need to go be quiet somewhere. And for years, I would go to these conferences and Amanda <laughs> and some other extroverted folks from Georgia, and they'd be like, oh, we're going to go out. We're going to do this and that. And there's so many sites to see. And I'm like, I want to be in a book in a room, please. <laughs> and I didn't want to be that person. Of course, this is not an, uh, anything for a whole other podcast. But yeah, it's also about being comfortable with who you are. So finally, I was yes. like, 
So I would say things like, oh, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> I thought Kimberly was the sickest person <laughs> I knew for the longest time. Either that or she really just didn't like me. <laughs> and it wasn't that at all. I was just like, I've just, I need to kind of sit back. I'm not going to recharge by um, going on a pub crawl or going, not that that's a bad thing, but that's just not how I'm going to be like ready and fresh to learn and, and, and take Again. in things. And yes. So I forget how many years ago I finally was like, hey, my name's Kimberly, and I'm an introvert. And so let's pick <laughs> a night. It all made sense. It all came together. And and so Amanda was like, oh, she just didn't like me. And my fear was if I ever said that, because I have a different learning style. Yes. I get my professional development, my networking in a different way that she'd be like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> I'm not going to be your friend. So it's kind of sad how you carry those things around. We worry too much. We worry. Especially as females with oh, relationships. way but. too much. So, again, a great illustration of how differing learning styles and professional development, that's all okay. Just know yourself and know what works. So I tend to gravitate toward conferences and books and blog articles, either reading and writing said things, and a, and a mix. And I have to be really clear on designating time and then knowing when that's enough, yep. you know, and I'm ready to sort of step back, recharge, take notes, reflect, and then sort of jump back in the fray. So it's all about finding what works for you and knowing that you have lots of options. And two people can go to the same professional development conference or attend the same webinar and come away with two different learning experiences and it's all good oh absolutely so speaking of that talking about conferences um, there are several membership organizations that deal with fundraising type things and we're going to cover the three the ones that we know about and are comfortable with uh, mm-hmm. sharing because we, we've been involved then the first up is going to be the grant professionals association so Kimberly and I, and I are both members have been for a long time like 10 years or more right easily I think my first conference was in 2005 and she was only 16 y'all it was, was so cute, cute. I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. Just kidding. And I have I've missed two, and that was only because my organization at the time had cut some funding for it, and that's the only reason I missed. I'm going to go every year, and I feel so strongly about this this quality of the Grant Professionals Association that I sit on the board of directors. Like it's something I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. So this conference, it's um, every year, always around November-ish time Ish. frame, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. October. But anyway, different city and state every year, so they move it all over. So it may be close to you sometimes, but it's two and a half days of over, I think they say 70 workshops that At covers mm-hmm. grant writing, grant research research, grant management, grants and fundraising, ethics in the grant field, which is very, very important. Just so many topics. But for me, too, the biggest thing, again, people, person, like this year, the conference, they're expecting 800 people. And so just to be in a room with 800 of your peeps who they understand your woes, they get what you're complaining about, because I don't know about you, there are times my husband's like, yeah, enough about the grant struggle. Like, can we talk about something else, you know? So he, he's very happy when I made grant friends so I could converse with them and he didn't have to hear he still hears about it but not quite as much as he used to but in addition to the conference, they have chapters all across the country. And by the way, the conference is actually where I met Kimberly. She says she's introvert, which I know she it's is. It's true, y'all. But we met because she plopped herself down beside me at a table once and said, hi, I'm Kimberly. I'm from Georgia, too. And, and then I curled up uh, in my bed later <laughs> in and wept position. quietly. No, that's really, that's really not what being an introvert is um, about. But there's chapters across the country. They do webinars. There's, there's lots of benefits to belonging to a professional organization. And we would both highly recommend. Like when people say more learning, that's my first thing. Check out GPA. And 
as the name of it would, will tell you, it is very focused on grants. Yes. So if that is where you are wanting to head, that's an organization that's right for you. Absolutely. So um, another up. organization that if you are, maybe you put on many hats, maybe you're writing grants, maybe you're a development director, maybe you're the executive director and you're just trying to figure out ways to bring in more revenue so you can do more good. You may also want to look at the Association of Fundraising Professionals. They have chapters all across the country, very well established um, and and really focus more on a broader uh, fundraising body of knowledge absolutely including grants but actually particular I'll speak to the Atlanta chapter which is where I have attended before they also have an international conference once a year I have attended that once did they was it mainly like uh, annual I, campaigns and yes. special events and major donors absolutely. and individual fundraising and yeah. for someone like me who solely has done grants because I work in local government background it was overwhelming to me just because I'm sitting at this conference going, I know nothing about donor advice funds. I don't right. know about annual campaigns. Now, I learned a lot. Right. It is a ginormous conference. Like, I think 2,000 plus people attend, and they have the vendor section is amazing. Um, AFP, if yes, if grants is only a small part of your job, mm -hmm. AFP is probably more where you may want to lean because it covers so many aspects of fundraising. And also to, to backtrack just for a moment, the conferences are great, but you know, a conference can run, GPA is pretty reasonable, AFP is pretty reasonable, but yeah. you know, that could easily be if you put in, if you have to travel. I um, usually, because of course now I pay for it out of my own yeah. pocket going, I, I budget about $1,500 because by the time you pay for the conference, your hotel room, yep. and I, I usually room with somebody that cuts my, my space in half, but I don't need my quiet time like my introvert friends, so I can Girl, do that. Girl, I got to pay full <laughs> freight for that room to myself. Yeah, and so it, you know, it, it can get pricey, so it's not always the best way for everybody to learn. However, if you are members of different kinds of professional organizations, there are other perks, and we'll talk about those in a few minutes, that things that uh, you can do just with the membership. So maybe yes. the membership is $200 a year or $300 a year. Then you may have access to all sorts of professional development that you don't uh, have to travel to. Exactly. Yep. Um, one last group I'll mention real quick is the National Grant Management Association. If all you do is grant management, mm -hmm. that is probably an organization that you want to check out first. I know Kimberly and I actually, they have uh, chapters across the country. Um, Kimberly and I attended an Atlanta meeting just a month or two ago to learn a little bit more about them. And I am actually going to speak at their 2019 conference. Um, be one of the, no, that's not impressive. There's like, there's lots of speakers. I'm it not is like, impressive. Well, thanks. Hush. I'm not the keynote. I'm Stand just, up I'm and a, own it. Girl. I am leading, actually, I'm leading a workshop about how I survived an audit by the Office of the Inspector General. Mm. So I think it could be a fascinating topic. But anyway, so can't speak to their conference yet, but I do know they always meet in D.C. And they only focus on the management side. So after you've got that grant money. so that's Particularly a, for federal and, and oh, state, that's, that's a really, that could be a really good resource. And I recently became a member and they do have online opportunities for training and other and other options. So. Oh, and they keep you, you want to know what's going on, the rules that federal government is making about grants. They, there's a weekly um, email that comes right. out and Friday forecasting. And so they really keep you in the know. Um, so very, very helpful organization already. And I just joined about two months ago. So I'm excited to learn more about them. So I think all three organizations that we just talked about in terms of professional development do have offer webinars. Yes. Which 
is a pretty easy way to access information. True confession, sometimes if the webinar isn't super interesting, but I know contains valuable information, it might be playing in the background while I do other <laughs> things. things. Multitasking, I get it. But by and large, um, especially if you're not able to, to travel, you're not, you know, your budget may not, or time mm -hmm. may not allow that, a very valid thing to do. And also, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with some other points about uh, professional development, but participating in a webinar yourself, sometimes in professional development, if you uh, write about or talk about or network with people who are doing things that you want to learn about, or if you're, you know a little bit about a subject, but you want to go in depth, what, a really good way to enhance your professional development and get some presentation skills is to volunteer to give a presentation on it. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying, hey, man, just go talk about stuff you don't even know about because yes. you are fabulous. That is not what I'm saying. But if you know a, enough, enough about a particular topic, but you might want to delve into more or you really want to share it, then yeah. you can provide content oh, as well. I can give you the perfect example. Mm -hmm. One year, um, a great friend of mine, we decided we wanted to do a workshop at a conference on the Davis-Bacon Wage Act. Ooh. And we both had practical knowledge because we have both have had to manage it before. But what we did not really have is all the, hey, here's how the act was created and why. Mm -hmm. And here's where you can go and find all, you know. So there's a big difference between practical doing right. and actually being able to say, hey, here's all the sources, here's all of these sorts of things, the background you need to know. And so we decided, you know what, no one else has taught this this class, we're going to do it. And so we spent a lot, of, and I, I learned so much more, like I never knew it's called the Davis-Bacon Act, because the senators who wrote it were named Senator Bacon and Senator Davis. That's all coming together. It wasn't the, a sandwich that inspired no, this. No, sad day. We talk about bacon a lot on this show, which, which is, is weird. <laughs> Miss Vegetarian, but well, there's like I vegan like bacon, it. but I don't want to talk about it right okay. now. Anyway, okay. So, but yes, participating, leading webinars, classes—that's that's a great way for you to learn more about a subject you're interested in. And to hop back to the idea of conferences, a lot of times if you speak at a conference, then you either are guested in at no charge or you receive a significant discount in registration. So again, it, if you're looking for ways to go to these different conferences, but you're like, oh, this is a lot, or if you're a consultant or you're paying for it out of your own pocket, it's like sharing your knowledge um, could be the way to go and can also get you in at a better price point. Another free learning method is this thing called Grant Chat. And if you've never heard of that before, it's a thing on the Twitter. The Twitter. Uh, the Twitter. <laughs> the yes. Twitter. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, God, we are so hip. We are, aren't we, though? Wow. Um, um, so Grant Perfect. Chat, um, almost every Tuesday, there's a couple of, you know, around holidays and stuff, it doesn't happen. But typically every Tuesday at noon Eastern on Twitter, if you follow the hashtag Grant Chat, you can for free learn for an hour from an expert as well as all of your peers. So what happens is the, the folks that run Grant Chat, they have a topic every week and they will bring in someone who is considered, you know, very knowledgeable or an expert in that topic. And over the course of the hour, they release 10 questions. And so the expert they've brought in will give their answer. But anybody who's following along, like, you know, mm -hmm. I participate, Kimberly does. And so, you know, you can and you can ask questions of one another. You can learn from one another. And the nice thing that I like about Twitter is a lot of people are sharing helpful, whether it's websites or mm -hmm. contacts or all kinds of things. And with Twitter, all you got to do is hit that retweet button and it saves it to your homepage. That's and true. so I don't have to take furious notes. I can later at my leisure go back 
and look at all of those things that I thought were important enough. And so it's just, it's a great free way to participate in professional development on social media. And so they also have a website, grantchat.org. They usually do a blog article about each topic. You can go back and look at past Twitter subjects. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like if you missed one two weeks ago that you really wanted to participate in, you can go and see, they will show you every tweet that happened. Is it called, is it Storify? Yes, they Storify those. Look at it. We know the lingo. Look at me. Um, Mm. So, but Grant Chat, it's just, again, it's Tuesdays at noon Eastern. I keep it on my calendar. If I'm free, that's what I just, that's how I spend my lunch break most Tuesdays. If I'm, if I'm around and not meeting with a client or teaching, I just sit there and tweet and enjoy my public sub and life is good. (laughs) It sounds idyllic. It really does. It's fabulous. So another way to get some professional development under your belt is to read books about the subject you're interested in. And that's a big duh. I'm sure everyone at some point has consulted a book to try and learn something. Um, (laughs) I would say, obviously, the portability, the fact that you can dip in, learn and leave and then have it as a reference for later. That's what makes it really attractive for me. And one of the things about books is that I actually co-authored a book about preparing for the GPC exam, which is a certification that you can receive as a grant professional. And this was not a case of, I don't know what I'm writing about, but it was a, it was a great way to learn more about different areas because we divided up subjects in a way that made sense according to our areas of expertise. Sometimes professional development is all about acquiring knowledge. Sometimes it's about acquiring other skills, like here is the publishing process. Here's how you walk through it. I bet you learned a lot. Oh, I learned so much. And leadership skills, whether you're volunteering, Amanda's on the board of GPA, so you're learning leadership skills, administrative skills, volunteer recruitment, all these other things can be considered professional development. And sometimes, you know, the way you learn those is by doing. Absolutely. And the nice thing about books, too, is you can certainly buy. There are tons of grant-related books mm-hmm. that you can find on Amazon, um, Charity Channel. That's who published your book, that's I believe. Correct. And they, they have a, a plethora of grant-related books. And they also have a lot of webinars that you can listen to. So Absolutely. Charity Channel is another great source. And Foundation Directory Online, foundationcenter.org. Yes. They also have an offshoot of that. They provide many different things, including big search engines that are subscription-based. But there's also a lot of free content that you can access that covers all aspects of fundraising, but has a lot of information about grant writing. Yep. So that's Grant Space and foundationcenter.org. Yep. And I, where I was going with that, too, was that, you know, you don't always have to spend money nope. on things because, hello, libraries. Hello. There are grant writing and grant management books in your local library. So you may want to check that out. That's a great free way to continue your professional development. Lots of things there. I think another thing, we've mentioned conferences already and places to go, but also just think about different workshops, mm-hmm. different. And sometimes the workshop is a lot of times funders will put on workshops that have to do with their thing, their their program, that right. they're, the application that's coming out. And I will tell you, if I can go to a workshop like that, go. I go. I don't go. care if I've written that grant 20 go. times and have been successful every time. Yes, go, 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 go. Um, because you, you just learn so much, not not only, again, from the person leading that, but mm-hmm. the people around you. Because uh, here's a little pro tip. If you go to a workshop that about a grant, especially one you've never written before or haven't been successful with in the past, mm-hmm. make new friends. 
Because it's really hard in person for someone to tell you no. And what I usually do is I'm going to, like, if I plop down beside Kimberly and get to know her a bit, I'm going to be like, Kimberly, have you ever written this grant before? Kimberly's going to say, sure. Sure. And I'm going to say, have you gotten it? Were you successful? Sure. Can I see a copy of your most recent successful proposal? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, especially depending on who the funder is, a lot of that is made available publicly anyway, not always. Again, lots of ways you can learn. One other is, uh, Kimberly has kind of mentioned blog articles before. Now, as much as I, you know, have made, made, said, you know, I'm reading a whole grant book, ugh, ugh, I don't know about that. This is hurting me so deeply, man. And I love to read, but I think that's my problem. I don't read, I don't like nonfiction. Well, it's true. We did it's, not lie in the in, yes. in our in our book about preparing for the GPC exam. Yes, um, well, <laughs> didn't lie. Um, I, I like fiction. I like um, I, I'm more gonna read the fiction. It's Again, okay. reading is my We're escape. Still friends. It We're is. Still friends. Read, I love to read. I read so many books a month, but it's my escape from the real world. So. I, yeah, I'm like, that's my downtime. So, but, anyway, but I do love blog articles just because they're short and sweet and to the point. And again, you can, Charity Channel has blog articles. A lot of successful grant professionals do their own blog articles. I, we know folks, Diane Leonard and um, Bethany Turner, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else does blogs. Uh, Trish, um, Trish Bachman has, has maybe guest posted yes. and Joe Miller. Mm-hmm. All very successful consultants in their own right, and they use blog posts, whether it's their own blog or maybe posts on LinkedIn or a combination or Absolutely. guest blogging as ways to get information yeah. out. And Kimberly, you've been very good about doing a lot of guest posting of blog articles. I've seen you. In fact, you did something recently. What was it about? I'm trying to remember. Um, ways to thank your funder, I think. Yes, it sure was. I was making a face because I was like, wow, what was it? What did I do? <laughs> Yes. So I actually, I thank you for that. I actually um, did a guest blog post for GPA, which is the Grant Professionals Association, and they have a weekly newsletter that goes out to all their members. So again, another great source as a member, but a way to share and a way to learn that is much lower cost. And we've got one more uh, way to learn, and this is definitely going to be our favorite because we are a little biased. It's this podcast. We think podcasts are a great way to learn and they're entertaining. And um, rolling back to books for a second, I actually read more books now because I'm, I'm using more audio books. So there's something about oh, yeah. someone telling a story as you, you know, go about your daily. I might work. actually find that. I mean, you know, I may have to try a grant book on audio because that I may enjoy that more, actually. So what? you've given me food for thought. Oh, look at so me. Good. I'm learning something new on my own podcast. Y'all, she's learning. It's <laughs> professional development in action. <laughs> But um, we're hoping that that's one of the reasons we started this podcast, because we were looking for ways to learn. And we were trying to find a podcast about the kinds Mm -hmm. of things that uh, we wanted to focus on in our respective fields here. And um, so we started a podcast. So that's why we're here. And we want to thank you for joining us on this professional development journey today. If if you're not out there, we're kind of talking to ourselves which is of course we're not going to know right away <laughs> but we're talking to each other and that's that's always good so again i'd like to thank our season one sponsor grant writing usa if you're interested in learning more about grant writing and grant management visit their website at grantwritingusa.com and check out their two-day courses taught in all 50 states stay tuned for special offers from grant writing usa for our listeners 
And remember, there is no specific college degree in grant writing or fundraising that we have found, but there are a lot of good people with experience to share, training programs, and other ways to learn. We'd love for this podcast to be one of your favorite ways to learn. Yeah, so stay tuned for upcoming episodes this season, including our next one about doing research to find the right funder and application that fits your needs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.